0: Oh, okay, and you it's know why not, that's yeah. happening, right?
1: Needs to be turned down, <laughs> and that is part of the technology that we're dealing with here on our podcast. This is <laughs> the third episode of
0: Inherently Human.
1: Inherently Human, and you had a kind of a good definition of what the podcast
0: oh, actually is. What we're, what we're is. doing here. Um, What we're doing here is saying all the things you already know, but we're just doing it for you. You you decided to listen to a topic you're fully aware of, and we're just bringing some different light to it.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it would be as though all of us, you people who aren't in this room who might be listening, and us, were having a beer and talking about stuff. Whatever. whatever, whatever comes to our mind, and we think that we usually get on a topic. When Aiden Deboard who is <laughs> here me. with me, yeah. Jim Newman, uh, <laughs> our experience is that when we talk, the conversation actually goes somewhere. Usually, sometimes, um, most of the time, in fact.
0: Um, something I wanted to ask now that it is the spookiest month of the year, um, October. Um, effectively October 5th, I believe. I don't tr- keep track of my days. It is the 5th. Outstairs. Yeah, it is. My watch
1: <laughs> confirms that.
0: So you have roughly three weeks to be as spooky as possible. How do you plan on being super spooky?
1: Boy, you're really throwing me a curveball there. I haven't really thought of that. I have Halloween memories. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm so divorced from going out on the street and asking for candy oh that's the other issue here see Aiden is 20 yeah I'm 72 and I met Aiden at the Portland State University Rec Center pool and uh, I was doing my resistance training and he's a lifeguard yeah, so I was
0: sitting there watching him chest deep. This is the third time I've seen him with his shirt on.
1: (laughs) In his entire (laughs) life. But um, in terms of Halloween, my most pleasant recent memories of Halloween, and I really do like the holiday, is watching kids either come to the door or one Halloween recently... I was in Multnomah Village, which is a little suburban town center Mm -hmm. where all of the merchants invited kids to come on Halloween and trick-or-treat the stores. And, I mean, you wouldn't think necessarily that that was anything. But the kids were so darling because they were (laughs) absolutely excited that they were walking into a store I guess, because they were getting free stuff.
0: I mean, you walk in anywhere that has the promise of free stuff, you're going to be a little bit excited.
1: And And as a child. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it only makes it better because you're in some super awesome costume.
1: And they all were were Spider-Man or something like (laughs) that. Oh, how Marvel has taken over. But why the question? What is it? Um, Are you planning on doing something really spectacular for halloween so
0: for the past oof i want to say five six years i haven't done anything for halloween i just haven't been able to um because of work or what um sometimes it's because of work uh back in high school it's because of ffa Uh, the future farmers of america yeah i used to be in that um and the national convention landed right on halloween a couple times um or i just th- didn't didn't have any plans i just couldn't find people that wanted to do things and so i've had spectacular halloween costume ideas for years and i just haven't been able to uh haven't really been able to capitalize on that but this is this is my year i swear to it <laughs> I think this is going to be it.
1: Is that some showmanship that lurks somehow in your psyche that you want to express? I mean, why do you think about Halloween costumes, and what is it? You know, I think all of us have a little bit
0: of a showmanship in us, honestly. Um, Or you wouldn't want to really be in front of a microphone like this. Man, that's true, yeah. Um... Unfortunately for all of our listeners, we don't have a face cam, so they can't see all the the glory that is us. Um, So far, if there's anybody who doesn't know us who's listening to this, we're nothing more than just faceless voices. Right. But there's a certain amount of joy that comes from, obviously, the intention that you get from being eccentric and out there and a showman. And so... I feel like Halloween is a really spectacular time for those people to shine.
1: You're right. I agree mm-hmm. with that totally. Yeah.
0: It's so... It it gives people a platform and essentially a stage for them to go all out in this very interesting way. Um, I've seen a lot of people who get very into their costumes, really into their characters that they decided to put on. Um... And I just, it's very wholesome to think about it like that. To think that, you know, we just get this one time a year to dress up and be whoever the hell we want to be. And it's, it's, it's an interesting time. And I like the culture around Halloween far more than I do most other holidays, personally. Mm.
1: Well, it does give you permission to dress However, you want. And I, I I was never one of them, but I have friends who were very creative in coming up with costumes. Mm-hmm. And would spend maybe a couple of months planning it out and then creating it, sewing it, or oh, whatever. Yeah.
0: There were a lot of a lot of people go real hard for Halloween. Um I remember back when I was a kid, uh me and my family, we would look up just these do-it-yourself Halloween costumes every year. And we would go to my grandma's to make them. Sometimes they didn't work out. Sometimes they did. They they obviously looked handmade and homemade and everything, mm-hmm. but that's the point. That's the fun of it. You get to just wear this shitty little costume that you <laughs> made, and you get to be proud, and you go to door-to-door, you get candy, and it's just, it's it's wholesome. You know, I, that's all I can really say about that.
1: I, uh had uh, an experience of Halloween a few years ago that has stayed with me because there is kind of a transition that happens from childhood to adulthood Mm -hmm. around Halloween where when you're a kid you have the opportunity to go door to door and ask for something and be rewarded for that somebody's going to give you a Snickers bar or something like that. And you don't even know them. And I think that for a kid, it shows a dimension that isn't often understood (laughs) because people, strangers particularly, (laughs) don't typically give you stuff without expecting something in return. So anyway, then what happens, it seems as you get to a certain age where you realize, oh my God, I'm too old. And it,
0: it's the worst thing to feel yeah and honestly it's it's funny trick-or-treating is the one time of year the one instance where you can ignore your parents when they say don't take candy from strangers mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it, it, it the the reward of so much candy just given to you you didn't have to put in squat for effort and you just knock on
1: a door and hold out
0: a bag, and you just get rewarded.
1: And it's dark, and there's street lights, (laughs) and maybe there's mist in the air Mm. because it's getting into late fall. Always spooky. Oh, yeah, you just have this opportunity to run around in the dark. (laughs) But a couple of years ago, I was helping a friend hand out candy. Mm -hmm. And a young couple, I don't think that they could have been more than 20 years old, a guy and his wife and their little baby, and they didn't have costumes on, Uh but I thought it was the most tender, poignant thing that they were sort of superficially pretending (laughs) like they were showing the baby Halloween, but I think... With the burden of now being parents and the tug of their childhood, right there, mm. they wanted to experience. They it wanted it back one more time, <laughs> and it just seemed darling to me. Mm-hmm. Why do you think we have this
0: idea that there's a too old for Halloween?
1: Oh, I think it runs in some people's conservative souls. You know, I think if an older person comes to the door at night, you realize they might have the power to overwhelm you, especially if they're in a mask Mm -hmm. or something. And I think there might be an element of threat in there. Okay. And so they say, uh, I don't want to see any teenagers, that is older teenagers at the door. I mean, I'm okay if a six-year-old comes with the parents out on the street. That's safe. And I think it's something like that. I think it's personal threat, maybe.
0: Personal threat that yeah. you can far easier kick a child in the stomach than you can't well, kick I don't know total. if it comes to that level,
1: but yeah. So do that. It, it's, of it's
0: far easier to beat up a child, uh, Jim Newman. And yeah, <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> that's interesting. Personal threat as the reason that we think there's a too old for Halloween. <clears throat> Yeah, I think there's a lot of validity in that statement where, you know, fear, I mean, it is the spookiest time of the year, so fear is rampant, and it does give a certain amount of, uh, chance and possibility for people to do a weird amount of things,
1: but... Well, did you ever, I mean, whether it was Halloween, uh, Halloween or not, uh... Go around uh, your neighborhood and disrupt things uh, like mm. uh, wax somebody's windows or ring somebody's doorbell and run away. I did that, I have to admit. Oh. And it wasn't just Halloween. <laughs> so just regular I mean, pranksters? Yeah. Did you ever did you you
0: know, know light a bag of poop on fire and put it at someone's door?
1: I don't remember, actually doing that but I know about it okay I mean there were families in the neighborhood that we considered our enemies I don't know that's <laughs> just the human condition really yeah and you've always it, gotta
0: you always gotta be against someone
1: right and so we warred against these certain people in the neighborhood and mm-hmm. night tends to be a free time you can almost well you can Pretend that you're invincible, then, and there's no way you can be caught, and you could disappear into the dark, and so it gives you kind of power as a kid, right?
0: See, it was it was different in my neighborhood.
1: Well, you were in the country with a lot of distance between the houses, right?
0: Not quite. No? We were we were in the gray area of not quite urban, but not quite rural, it was like, we were the gray area, we were were the space, we were the buffer between those two areas. It was fascinating. But the way that my uh, neighborhood was is that it was right along the highway. Um, You take a right and it's a giant circle. It's this big mile-long circle neighborhood where there's one entrance, one exit. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Like a giant cul-de-sac. Kind yeah. of. That? Wow. And so... In you that, couldn't mess with those people. They know who you are. Exactly. There was... In
0: my neighborhood, I think there is probably a dozen kids. Maybe. Give or take, depending on the year. And so, if you were to prank any amount of people in this neighborhood also additionally they everyone had pretty freakishly long driveways so that was that was a rough one um, they would know i mean we were very obviously the kids of the neighborhood and you know we would ride our bikes around or we would do stuff in the backyards or run around do that kind of thing and i mean we would be recognized. And so if I went up to someone's doorbell, rang it, and then tried sprinting away the half mile that is their driveway, um, I couldn't get away with it. And so I just never did.
1: So were you ultimately a good kid, either because of social pressure or um, otherwise? Maybe that's just your inclination anyway.
0: I think my parents did a good job of instilling um, a certain amount of fear in, in me for if I did something bad. Uh, um, and so they taught me my realms of morality. And sure, I, I have chosen to bend those rules to my fitting, uh, how I see fit, uh, a little bit, but not so far outside of what they have told me that it would be detrimental to me.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think I had any criminal intent, mm-hmm. but I think I behaved anti-socially in the neighborhood. I also would dial phone numbers and do stupid Ooh, classic jokes. prank calls. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I feel like prank calls have uh, diminished. Well, it's all cell phone and nobody that's, answers. That's true, that's true. You, you, know, you, don't, you do not want to prank an answering machine or voicemail, it doesn't.
0: Yeah, no, they got your number now. Doesn't have <laughs> quite the impact. There was a there was a way back in oh, I want to say like a decade ago, uh, six years ago, around when I got my first cell phone, where if you dialed oh, I believe it was like star nine, and then dialed whoever's number you would show show up as an unknown number. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if it's still there. I hope not. Uh, Or else we just gave away some very uh, (laughs) damaging information for people to use. But I don't know if that's a thing, but we would use that a lot, but we weren't very good at it. We did it once or twice, and it was only to people that we knew in our school, and it was the most pathetic half-assed attempt at pranking anything. That I've ever done and it was sad Um, so I don't know what what was your success in your 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 pranking years
1: I uh, was not a a big success I this is kind of embarrassing I uh, one time pretended that I was the manager of a radio station and someone had written the newspaper (laughs) Uh, dissing this particular station. And I called, and I had a friend who had a higher voice than me, uh, pretend to be the secretary, and then I got (laughs) on the line and chewed this kid out for saying something really bad about the radio station. (laughs) And it got in the paper, because, of course, the kid (laughs) thought it was real, and then he (laughs) ratted out me, or, he thought, the manager of the station.
0: Uh, to switch. the newspaper,
1: and it oh, it became quite the thing, and we were so proud <laughs> of ourselves. You got to be proud of that. We're you having... got in the
0: newspaper. That's a yeah. New oh, it was.
1: And sometimes we'd get on the radio. We'd call the radio station, and the DJ would talk about us. and... Oh my! Oh God. yeah!
0: Right. That's incredible. I feel the the pranks of today don't 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 match up to that anymore, and it's it's sad. But that is fascinating.
1: Ha, I don't know. I can't believe you did that. Oh, man. Um, it was a kind of validation. I mean, it was a way of uh, to ourselves being special. Uh, and there was, I think, a performance element to it, too. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, because I was having to act that role. And I didn't realize till much, much later in life that... Uh, inherently I am an actor. Okay, I, I yeah. really like doing stuff mm-hmm. where I play a different role and become a different person. Pretend you're not you for a bit. Yeah, yeah. But I've looked at my life and it's clear to me that in the army, mm-hmm. for example, once I realized what flew... For the people in the army. I mean, Mm -hmm. anyone who was superior to me had power over me. And they could make my life really miserable miserable if they wanted to. But if you reflected some kind of thing that told them that you were on board and you were supportive of them, that was a way of looking them in the eye, uh, word choice, then... The power shifted, and I turned out to have considerable power in those situations because they stopped looking at me like someone that had to be disciplined. They looked at me as someone who was supportive, even though, I mean, I was kind of like a spy inherently (laughs) pretending, really just acting to be on board. The, The power of subservience. Yeah, it's that's true. It was. It was. I mean, yes, sir! Mm-hmm. And I'd salute and I'd stand up straight and I'd look him in the eye and I would have this kind of, I think, admiring expression on my face or something.
0: But behind the eyes, in the mind, you're calling him an asshole the whole time,
1: right? Well, or I'm noticing things about him that I don't respect. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you're a wuss. <laughs> or whatever I'm thinking. Right. You know, and only pretending uh, that they had my full admiration. And it was a way to get through, but I mean, the Army was a wonderful training ground for people. Because unlike my high school or the church that I grew up in or Mm -hmm. my family, uh, which had this kind of narrow, white, cultural... Bias of a certain kind, Protestant, oh, religious okay, yeah. people. Uh, there's
0: one kind of oh, person. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You get in the army, and there's all kinds of human beings that i would never had any experience of before. And some of them, oh my God, they'd say shit. And they were like 35, 40, 45. These were real adults. I'm only 20 at yeah. this time. And I had never heard an adult say, fuck before in my life and it was like it oh in some strange way I don't know exactly how it works in someone's brain but it opened up doors It made me see that I'd been sort of in a bubble all my life Mm -hmm. yeah so I don't know if you've had any similar kind of freeing experience like that you being 20 so
0: Kind of like what I talked about before with the country music, and that was the only thing that I listened to for a long time. I mean, country music is clean. It always has been, and in my mind it usually always is. Yeah. Um, I can name a few songs that are vile and pretty decrepit um, <clears throat> that are country-esque.
1: But, right, but they're not the old yeah, style. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And so, my... When I first heard music that swore that it w- was explicit. Right. And it could
1: be heavy metal. It could be really hard rock. It could be Which lots it was, of things. Yeah, it, yeah. Was,
0: it was metal. Right. Um, my buddy Mason back home, uh, he listened to, at the time, who was cool, like Disturbed or Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah, actually, they're still kind of, kind of cool. They're still kind of cool. Um, but looking back on it, I feel far more edgy than I do now about it. Um but they were my first experience of music, swearing. Yeah, and yeah. it 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 blew my mind. Really, to think that like you can do this like over a speaker. Yeah, like <laughs> you're giving this out to like children are listening. I'm nine.
1: I mean, oh <laughs> like I don't I don't know how old I was in third grade. How third grade? Uh, in uh, sixth grade you're twelve, so you might be right. Yeah. So
0: I mean, I'm nine years old, and yeah. I'm listening to all these. These heavy metal guys and all these rap guys, you know, saying fucking and shit and bitch and all these other I know. nasty things. It's right. like weird. I'm allowed to listen to this. Like, I, I have the opportunity to just understand this. And it was, it was changing for me. It was very transformative.
1: In what way? Uh, freeing or uh, did it just embarrass you and then you thought... did you? Were you reactionary and want to use fewer swear words because of that? Or what did it do to you? Okay, transformative so...
0: Transformative-wise. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I was kind of a goody-two-shoes. Okay. Um, I was not allowed in the household to say, but or (laughs) sucks or any... Any of those. Marginally. Yeah. And so I grew up pretty prissy, I guess. Um, Or at least in my language. Yeah. Obviously, as I grew up that definitely changed. But, and that was heavily reinforced by the fact that all the music I listened to was clean too. It was all... They didn't swear, oh, you heard a damn every once in a while, or maybe a hell. And you noticed
1: it. Oh, we noticed it. It was yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa this exactly. is a dirty exactly. song.
0: I can't, I don't know if I could be in the same room as this anymore. But as soon as I realized that, you know, all these other genres and all the TV shows and the movies and everything, you know, fuck this, fuck that, there was it was it was freeing to me. Is what it was. It was, I didn't really know how to react to it at first because I was like, I, these people can say it, but they're adults, right? they they can say it. They're allowed
1: to. But were they worse people for it? No. In your view? You didn't, not think in the slightest. No. Okay, okay. So,
0: yeah, I, I feel like that's a very important distinction to make. They weren't worse off because they were doing it, they were adults, so they had the opportunity. To okay. Do it. Once again, I was nine. And mm. so, as I kind of got through elementary school and I started listening to this music more to my friends... Oh, I was a sailor mouth. Absolutely. I will admit to it. I was a potty mouth. It was terrible.
1: Um, it was Did a anybody, lot of... What's that? Anybody ever call you on that? No, that's the thing
0: because everyone else was
1: too. Oh. <laughs> that's, see, that's the thing.
0: All my friends and all the people I was around... They were potty mouths.
1: Absolutely. Oh, my God. This is Damascus, Oregon, ladies yeah, this and is, gentlemen. This isn't
0: just Damascus. This is elementary school what? in general. Absolutely. Nine-year-olds, people. <laughs> I mean, if you if you were secretly listening in to the conversations that I believe elementary school kids have now, or at least the ones that I had long time ago, um... We said some stupid things. Um, I'm just glad we we were in an era where none of that shit was recorded <laughs> like what we're doing now. But <laughs> Well it was but I never said it around adults because kids weren't allowed
1: to swear. Right, it and you were going to get called on, for
0: mm-hmm. sure. I would get in trouble for doing that. Yeah. And so I would put on my best face, and I would put on my mask of... And prissiness. And prissiness. Right. I was the clean-mouthed, uh, good kid around, you know, all the adults. But as soon as they left the room, you know, the, the, the mice will play when the cat's away. And sure enough, it was a fuckstorm. Just constantly. There is a running joke. There is a running joke that me and my friends had where we thought it would have been hilarious just, oh, the funniest thing if there was a kid who came into class whose name was Fuck You. Oh,
1: and the teacher would have to say, Yeah.
0: Fuck you. Fuck you. Do you have anything to say about this? (laughs) Or one of those things where it's like, Oh, hey, what's your name? Fuck you. Excuse you. No, 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 and that whole oh, we
1: that, would die big for years. Oh man, it yeah. was so funny
0: to us, right? And so, but I guess the more the more I mature and the more I grow up, the more I realize that that's I don't need to be doing that. I don't have to be. So it's interesting. What 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 do you think about this?
1: Well, let me tell you uh, <laughs> how my exposure to swear words in the army changed me because when I first heard that, I was coming from this religious background and really what I now think of as a bubble. and there were no swear words almost ever. Maybe I heard some accidentally on the school bus mm-hmm. in high school. Ooh, right? School buses all college. <laughs> uh, but then there are adults, saying you're nothing but a bunch of shit. You know, I'm talking about people yelling at the new recruits who are in basic training, and you have, like, a 47-year-old man that's got the stripes, and he's lean and tough and loud, and he's calling you a fuckwad, right? And it's like, I could not believe that people were addressing me in that kind of language, you know? Mm -hmm. But my takeaway now, looking back, and I think, you know, maybe it's an embarrassment, but I actually swear a lot more than some of my friends. Oh, yeah. I notice that where I'll throw in a fuck to emphasize something, it's an added, it's a... Adjective enhancer to me mm-hmm. to say fuck right it's fucking and it makes it more powerful yeah to me it's a communication device right is what I think but because a it's lot of people strongest. don't
0: yeah. yeah I mean a lot of people don't it's the strongest word that
1: you can use essentially I agree and it's wonderful that it's there for that reason mm-hmm. in my opinion I th- I, <laughs> I believe fuck um <clears throat>
0: is the most powerful universally used word um, I mean you can put it anywhere oh yeah you can use it in any context
1: exactly and it's
0: it's useful and I it's it's fascinating because I mean the more that I think about it the more that we use it as a society in general the less powerful it becomes
1: maybe but there thank God there's like I' one of my best friends mm-hmm Has kids now. Yeah. And I don't recall him ever using a lot of swear words, but now I'm aware that when I say fuck in front of him, even if family isn't around, I'll bet you he's noticing that. And I'm thinking that maybe he's calculating whether or not I might accidentally say that in front of his kids. Mm. In other words... I think that some parents, well, I don't even know their motivation because I'm not one, but they seem to see the use of swear words as something that will be debilitating to their children. Maybe just when they're kids, I don't know, but they ban it. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying about those words being used too much, I don't know that that'll ever really happen.
0: I don't know if it's necessarily used too much, but it's used in a way where we're becoming more desensitized to it, I guess.
1: Well, okay, in some circles, yeah, maybe. But it's still, I guess my point is, it's still a taboo, and it's still oh, a yeah. taboo mm-hmm. that is passed along. By people that I like a lot. Yeah. And I know I communicate with them, but they don't communicate saying fuck (laughs) at all.
0: Right. You know, and
1: I'm not sure I understand that because it seems to be that, uh, yes, if the child is around and you don't want your five-year-old to come out with a fuck in grade school, then it's probably sensible to not let them hear the word. But as I say... He doesn't use... And he's not the only one. I know other people. I just noticed... I don't know. There's a distinction to be made, and I don't know what it is. Uh, people who use swear words and people that don't.
0: That... Oof. That's that's a heavy one. Really? Oh, I, I would think so. Why? Yeah. Why? I've heard a lot of different people say that the use of swear words uh, almost directly correlates to intelligence. Which I find entirely wrong.
1: Well, walk me through that correlation. You're so, dumb if you use it? You mean it? Essentially, that's really?
0: So, the way that it was described to me is the more swear words you use in a sentence, the lesser your IQ is. You know why? Because
1: it shows an absence of vocabulary. You couldn't think of a better word, so you had to say fuck. See, but Please. that's bullshit.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's... You can use any amount of words, and the swears are just it's what... it an is. Yeah. Exactly! It's emphasis at this point to... Uh, it would be ridiculous to assume that me as a person, if I said fuck 20 times in a row, that <laughs> I'm... Less of a human
1: because he couldn't think of any. He had to come up with twenty words, but the only one he could think of was "fuck." There's, only like there's not any mind. logic to that at all.
0: I mean, let, let let's let's think of a scenario for a second. If I were walking around at night, you know, I'm I need to get some water, and I jam my shin against I don't know a coffee table, whatever the classic. Yeah. And I go, fuck! What the hell was that? Yeah, yeah. Am I less because I said that? Was I, you know, I hit my table and I go, oh, gee willikers! I oh darn, shucks, frick! I don't know. It doesn't make a difference what you say. In this, I feel like you still are the same level of intelligence
1: just because you said a different word. You know, I just thought of... I take a lot of acting classes. Yeah. And I noticed that in scripts, which we memorize for various reasons, uh, the more modern playwrights use fuck and shit a lot. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in the acting classes... The teachers and the students use swear words all the time. Mm-hmm. And the people in these classes, and I include myself in this, it, are trying to express themselves. So that's one reason that I believe that it only, uh, to use swear words to say shit sometimes, it only enhances the communication because it uh, Ratchets up the intensity.
0: Oh, okay, little,
1: yeah. You know, you know. God damn it! I mean it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no yeah. way. That if I said, you know, I don't like that, or if I said, that's a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely it it pushes the idea it really drills down that this is something that you do not like. Very No, I
1: just, you, I don't think you can escape that.
0: Yeah. That's,
1: hmm.
0: I mean, it, <sighs> swears are fun. I, you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. Swears are fun. And they're fun to say. They're fun to use. Granted, Situationally, contextually, they need to be
1: uh, controlled yeah, a little bit. If you go to the preacher's house for dinner... Oh, um, yeah. I don't think I would use swear words. But if
0: I'm uh, if I'm at home drinking with my dad... You can bet there's gonna be uh, some foul language at play. <laughs> because <laughs> and it's so fun.
1: All right. So, in other words, that's one way you guys bond by showing each other that you're the same kind of person. You make the same yeah. kind of decision about that.
0: So, a joke that uh, <laughs> a joke that me and my father have between each other um, is, you know, we'll just come up to one each other and just say, "Hey, go fuck yourself." And then he'll say, hey, go fuck yourself. And then it's just a back and forth until we keep
1: on laughing. <laughs> no! <again. laughs> fuck you! Yeah. I actually had that with a photographer I worked with. So, no! Fuck you! No, fuck you! And I,
0: I do the same thing with Willis. It's just sometimes like, hey Willis, fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, no I didn't, fuck you. Fuck you! Right, right, right. It's, just, right, it's, it's right. an interesting amount of bonding that comes from just a very select amount of vocabulary.
1: So what I want to know is if and when we post these podcasts, are, are we going to get a parental notification on our <laughs> label because we said the word fuck a number of a times time. as I remember we said it quite frequently during this podcast I'm fairly certain we've said fuck a couple of fucking times uh... <laughs> and so... so I don't know I mean it's like uh, I don't know if using that kind of language uh, really offends people these days I guess it does uh, that's subjective
0: Uh, as to who it offends. I mean, if you came up to me on the street and you just said, fuck, to me, whatever.
1: And I I didn't know you, you didn't know me. Yeah, I I don't, it doesn't matter.
0: Because I've become so desensitized to it a little bit. I understand its emphasis and I understand the the strength behind it, but we can only give words the amount of strength that we decide to give them. Mm -hmm. And so if someone came up to me and just said, fuck, or called me a cunt, I don't know. Um,
1: well, the aggression is, behind it might yeah. alert you.
0: I mean, obviously I'm going to question why you as a person are coming up to me and just saying, right. This. And
1: what is my intention after that language? It's almost like yeah. a warning shot.
0: Right. But if you also came up to me and in a very aggressive tone, we just, hot dogs. Yeah. And I'm going to question that shit too. I mean, right. Why are you so mad? (laughs) Why are you so mean to me? Why are you saying these things? It doesn't matter what you're saying. It truly doesn't. No. It just—it matters how you're saying it. Right. And I think that's um, a very important distinction that needs to be made, especially with the language that is used nowadays, Um, is that, yes, there are some terrible words. Yes, that happens. We give them that power, though. But also, depending on how you're saying it, can change that word entirely. Um, I know culturally, at least, or this is a stereotype, meme, whatever, uh, the amount of times that Australians use the word
1: cunt. Um, Oh, really? I um -hmm. mean, uh, down on uh, that big continent or whatever it is down there, I mean, is it... Commonly, oh asked. yeah, I mean, in the same exact way
0: that I'd go up to Willis and tell and say "fuck you" and he'd say "fuck you" back. I mean, they're just a, you know, hey cunt, and you know, okay. they say it back, hey cunt. I mean, it's just it's just natural for them, right? right. And, and I don't mean to be stereotypical or anything, but I mean in my adventures or explorations of current social media and some of those things and I've met an Australian or 12 it it holds true right and I don't know who might be offended by that I apologize if anybody's offended by that but I mean that's that's what I that's what I know that's my experience with that
1: right and that's what we're trying to express here and have <laughs> for the last while I see that we're somewhere yeah, around Yeah we're hitting
0: the 40 40 minutes <laughs> Man, time flies, doesn't it? It does. This is wild. I don't know if time has been flying for y'all listening to this, but uh, we're having a good time.
1: We (laughs) are like uh, an experiment here. We are trying to find our way. And uh, it's based on the fact that we have fun talking to each other. And have in our imagination the idea that you enjoy it too. Unless you wouldn't be listening. And we hope... That we at some time will communicate with you, and you can give us feedback.
0: Yeah, tell um, us to fuck off or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just tell us to go fuck ourselves. Um, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for episode three here. Um, I had a spectacular time, Jim. With good, this. good man. I, I hope too. you did too. Yeah. I did. Um, feel free to find us, contact us with any kind of feedback that y'all have, with topics, questions, anything like that. We'd love to love to bring it up and see what y'all have to think.
1: See, and as time goes on, this might just be a very heavily produced podcast with <laughs> you know, music and theme song. Actual and editing. And that kind of stuff. Maybe ad space. We'll do ad space. Exactly. We'll, you know, ratchet it down, break for the commercial. But we're not doing that now. Not yet.
0: This is still free for everyone. All right. Well, Jim, go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> hey, fuck you, man. You. And you. Uh, see you guys later.